WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock. We are glad you're with us for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the coronavirus still spreading. More in one minute. We'll talk about the coronavirus versus the BS virus. Have you heard of that? Stay tuned. Plus, a colossal double Biden gaffe. You'll hear it in a moment on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The coronavirus has spread through Asia and now some European countries. Fox's Amy Kellogg is in Milan, Italy, where the number of coronavirus cases has increased. Europeans had been concerned about the coronavirus, yet felt relatively far from trouble till now, when the number of cases in Italy began to snowball from a handful to well into the 200s Monday. Authorities are still trying to figure out the source of the latest outbreak as they caution against panic but urge caution. Tens of thousands of Italians in the north around Milan and Venice are under lockdown. Schools, churches and theaters are closed with many people being told to stay at home. The Trump administration is asking Congress for two and a half billion dollars to deal with the coronavirus. More than one billion would go toward developing a vaccine. We're all over the coronavirus in all three hours. Um, at 635, Gina analyzes the markets. 740. We have Joel Garris analyzing what's happening with the Dow and where we go from here. And a health update on this from Dr. Kronhaus in the 8 o'clock hour, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A DeLand man is accused of being a diabolical predator. That's how Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood describes 43-year-old Jason Minton, who was arrested after allegedly raping a woman last week. Since that arrest, Chitwood says six more women have come forward with accusations against Minton, including one who says she was 14 when Minton raped her. Chitwood is asking any other victims to come forward. In Tallahassee, a state house committee is looking into the finances of the Florida Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Coalition Chair Melody Keith discussed millions of dollars in compensation for former CEO Tiffany Carr and was questioned by Brevard County Republican Randy Fine. So until the media reported she cashed out millions of dollars of PTO, you as a member of the executive board and the chairwoman for multiple years had no idea she was cashing out PTO in the amount of millions of dollars. That's your testimony. Carr resigned from the coalition in 2019, citing health concerns. A meeting today in Brevard County could lead to a cleaner Indian River Lagoon. The county commission will discuss how to spend $55 million being raised by a half-cent sales tax. More than half of that money would go toward replacing septic tanks with sewer system hookups. The goal behind those projects would be to reduce the amount of human waste that could make its way to the lagoon. Thousands gathered in Los Angeles for a public memorial to NBA legend Kobe Bryant. Christina Aguilera sang Ave Maria, and a teary-eyed Michael Jordan spoke. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. He left it all 
on the floor. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others died in an horrific helicopter crash about a month ago in northern L.A. County. All were mentioned during the ceremony at Staples Center. Michael Jordan was incredible, tears streaming down his eyes, and he said a part of me died that day. But nobody um, moved me more than, than Kobe Bryant's widow. Oh, uh, It was just, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. I hope you saw it because yeah. it was really... It was remarkable to hear from her and what she said about him. WFLA News time is 6.05. A family feud contestant's answer is so wrong that Steve Harvey walks off the set. (laughs) Watch the video online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome to you and welcome back, Alan. Great to have you you with us again here on the show. Thanks to Melissa, who filled in so ably and will now be taking your calls alongside Yaffe in the control room. Um, Very special some family time that you enjoyed up north here, and uh, and it was really something very special to you. My very first visit with my brand new grandsons, identical twins, Meyer and Burke, who were born in late December, as we announced on the show, and are uh, I'm happy to report are healthy and doing very well, looking good, and it was such a pleasure to have both of those babies in my arms at the same time. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. It's just great. I know you couldn't go up there um uh, sooner because one of them you know they were premature mm-hmm. and had a little bit of trouble now but they're all hale and hearty yep. and loving on papa yeah, that's uh what my uh, granddaughter isla who lives in this area <laughs> yeah. calls me and uh i think we're going to try to keep these uh, titles consistent sure. through the family first grandchild gets the naming rights apparently yeah i am paka forever and you are papa forever and grandma is mimi <laughs> and we are blessed all right now you have to play this because Melissa came running into me at 5.30. says, Bud, man, did you hear what happened to Biden, what he said last night? Remember, he's in South Carolina, his supposed firewall. He's down to a four-point lead over Bernie Sanders asking for help. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's only one Biden running for the Democratic presidential nomination. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. If you just dropped in from another planet and listened to Joe last night, you might wonder about that. Here he is at a dinner. You're the ones that sent Barack Obama the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other by. Give me a look, though, okay? Wait a minute. I'm running for the Senate? Want your vote? If you don't like me, vote for the other Biden? What? Who is that? That's his little-known twin brother, (laughs) Mo Biden. (laughs) Less Biden would be better. I think there's going to be less Biden, and very shortly it'll be no Biden. People are giving that other Biden a look after that, I think. They're like, oh, there's another one? Anybody around here named Biden? (laughs) My God, anybody. I think they're trying to suppress this, but it happened at the first in the South dinner, one of those uh, pay-for-plate-to-be-there. Yeah, sure. But the cameras were running. Well, idiot, thank you for that, Melissa. I mean, really, I mean, this, this is, to be honest, honest with you very sad but you know anybody who still thinks that joe biden can handle the job of president 
I mean, the man is not aging well. He's obviously got some diminished mental capacity. And, I mean, I can't even imagine that. And he never stopped to say, whoops, I'm sorry, misspoke here, not once but twice. It yeah. is sad. It is sad. I, I hate to see it because uh, Joe Biden's been a dedicated public servant for, for many, many decades. And you hate to see his uh, political career end like this. Yeah, and I think it's about to. Um, I really do. I really do. Uh, I just wanted you to hear that, and thank you, Melissa. Uh, you, you caught up with that before I did, and uh, that's what it's all about. Great team effort here. So um, I teased you with a comparison of the coronavirus to the BS virus. What is the BS virus? It's the Bernie socialism virus. Which do you think would be worse for the republic? I don't have any doubt. Stay tuned. We'll get to it in a moment. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 610. Headlines while we're talking about Joe Biden and those two incredible gaffes last night at a fundraising dinner. Biden still holds a narrow advantage over his Democratic presidential opponents in South Carolina as they prepare for another debate there tonight and for the uh, South Carolina primary on Saturday. The new NBC News Marist poll shows Biden at 27% support in South Carolina, right in his heels. Bernie Sanders, who was once down like 28 points to Biden in South Carolina, is now within four at 23%. Billionaire businessman Tom Stiers bought his way into the race. 15% for Steyer, who's going nowhere. He is good for third. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Right now, um, South Carolina is an exception in terms of Biden being ahead. He has called it his firewall, although the other night he said, I never called it my firewall. He's considered it his firewall forever down there with a huge black vote. And they love Biden because he's associated with the first black president, Barack Obama. You know, but he's not Obama. Right now, he's no longer even mentally competent. That's very evident from what you heard just before the break. Um, having said that, in the other polls right now, you talk about this country being infected by the BS virus, as in the Bernie socialist virus, I'm calling it. Long term, if Bernie were to go on and become the nominee and the president, God forbid, trust me, the BS virus would be far more devastating to America than the coronavirus ever, ever could be. It would destroy everything that is great about America, the BS virus, if you take this all the way out to Sanders becoming the president of the United States. Do you agree with me? Or tell me, are you more worried about the coronavirus than the BS virus? I would suggest you better think again. I'm not minimizing the coronavirus. But the BS, Bernie's socialism virus, I think would be far more devastating and damage to this country than the coronavirus ever could be. Do you agree or disagree? And how do you think the BS virus would change America if it were to infect us all if he were to become president? 407 916 5400 
Text line 23680, first name in town. Welcome. I can tell you nationally, Sanders is up 12 points on Biden, 29 to 17. Biden's got a four-point lead now. It's shrunk down to that in South Carolina. Out in California, which votes early on Super Tuesday, Sanders is up 11. In Texas, big state. Sanders is up a point and a half. North Carolina, good size state. Sanders up two over Biden. The latest poll on Florida's upcoming primary on the 17th of March from the Florida Southern Center for Polling and Policy just in yesterday. It's a closely packed race with Bloomberg 23, Biden 22, Sanders 18, then Warren 12, and Buttigieg with 9%. Talking coronavirus versus BS virus as in Bernie socialism virus. Which is worse? Which worries you more? And why? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Headlining another major story we'll be talking about in our 8 o'clock hour, disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein had to be taken to the hospital yesterday after experiencing chest pains following guilty verdicts in his closely watched trial. He was convicted of rape and sexual assault and was supposed to be transferred to New York's Rikers Island Jail but was diverted to Bellevue Hospital. The 67-year-old Weinstein to remain in custody until he is sentenced on March 11th. We will talk about these verdicts and where the Me Too movement is and goes from here in our 8 o'clock hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. So it's the coronavirus, and we'll be all over that story this morning. It tanked the markets yesterday as it's developing and spreading in many countries worldwide and not contained now almost exclusively to China. Can it be stopped? What are the, what's the long-term effect on health worldwide and the economies of, of nations worldwide? We'll be getting into that in great detail. But the coronavirus versus what I now call the BS virus, the Bernie socialism virus, Bernie Sanders now the... Um, may, many believe the odds on favor to become the Democratic presidential nominee. You know, in, in my opinion, you can already see the effect of that. Healthcare stocks, since Bernie took the lead in the primary race, have tanked far more than the general stock market did yesterday. They have dropped like a rock because of his plans for a government takeover of healthcare, part of his vast uh, agenda to bring socialist government to the United States of America. I mean, I think our entire economy, so robust under Trump, would get sick overnight and never recover were Bernie to become president, try and turn this country into a socialist nation. I don't think it's going to happen, but I got to tell you, when you contemplate the BS virus versus the coronavirus, bad as the coronavirus is, I think this would be worse. I want to bring a caller in. Here's Kevin in Palm Bay. Thanks for waiting. What's your take on the BS virus versus the coronavirus, Kevin? <laughs> well, obviously the BS virus is more, more dangerous than the coronavirus, although I, d I don't think that Bernie really has a shot at, at beating Trump if he does get the nomination. Uh, I just don't see that happening th at this time. I think maybe in another four years, if somebody like him were to run, because I don't think he would be running again in four years because of his age, but maybe then, because of the increase of these uh, young adults that seem to believe in what he's 
uh, espousing, maybe then they could actually win. Yeah, that is what I said yesterday. In the future, a 45-year-old slick, silver-tongued socialist, given the way this country has changed, and I explained it yesterday, could absolutely win the presidency. Thoughts on uh, the coronavirus versus the BS virus, gang? Now, the coronavirus, uh, we know that's fatal to up to 3% of those who get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the projected death rate from the Bernie socialism virus? I don't know the answer to that question, but I fear it. I feel it would be the death of the spirit of freedom and personal initiative that has made this country great. You know, so I'm not saying it's a direct parallel that people are going to die. Um, But socialism infects this country, Alan. Um, The greatness of America is gone. Yeah, socialist dictatorships are responsible for millions of deaths in the last century. So there is that. But I like how you call it a virus because um, it seems to be contagious among the Democrat Party and uh, spreading even more, at least to 30% of the party right now, and possibly more in the future in the primaries. A lot of the mainline Democrats don't want it, but they've got it, you know, and they're dealing with it right now. It's an airborne virus is the problem. you guys got to wash your hands, sanitize, use masks, and stay away from crazy people like Bernie. Yeah, it's airborne, yeah, on the TV airwaves, the radio airwaves, everywhere. And we'll talk more about it as we move ahead. Alan, it's wonderful to have you back. And uh, what's coming up in the news? Well, thanks, bud. Uh, Trump to attend a big money fundraiser in Seminole County. And the magic take it down to the wire. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Coronavirus versus the BS virus, the Bernie socialist virus. One texter says, BS virus worse. I'd rather be dead than red. (laughs) Over to you, Alan, for a news update. Hey, the president's going to be coming to town before too long. Florida primary, of course, coming up in March. Donald Trump will attend an invitation-only fundraiser in Seminole County next month. Our Larry Spillman reports it could bring in millions of dollars to his re-election campaign. The event will be held at the home of businessman Bob Della Russo on March 9th. Della Russo is a founder of Del Air Heating and Air Conditioning. $100,000 per couple will get you access to a roundtable discussion with the president, a reception, and a photo op. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. President Trump ends his first official visit to India today. The president's been holding talks with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi after a two day trip that saw him visit one of Mahatma Gandhi's houses, deliver remarks at a rally in front of a crowd of at least 110,000, and pay a visit to the Taj Mahal. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Bernie Sanders may have the big mo in the race for the Democratic presidential nomination, but Michael Bloomberg has the edge in Florida. That's according to a new survey with the state's primary three weeks from Tuesday. We discovered uh, that 23% of our respondents favored Michael Bloomberg's campaign, about 22% favored Joe Biden's, and about 18% favored Bernie Sanders. Dr. Zach Bauman heads up the Center for Polling and Policy Research at Florida Southern College. Elizabeth Warren gets 12% in the poll, Pete Buttigieg 9%. Bernie Sanders is facing criticism from fellow Democrats in South Florida over what he said about Fidel Castro. On CBS's 60 Minutes this weekend, Sanders said not everything about Castro was bad, citing what he called a massive literacy program. Congresswoman Debbie Mercarsel Powell said the comment was absolutely unacceptable. 
Congresswoman Donna Shalala said Sanders doesn't get it and is simply off base. You'll hear what Bernie said on 60 Minutes as we pry open the loony left file later in this half hour. Katherine Johnson, a mathematician who calculated rocket trajectories for NASA's early space missions, has died. She was portrayed in the 2016 film Hidden Figures about pioneering African-American female aerospace workers. Her work set the stage for what is now done at Cape Canaveral and other NASA-connected facilities. Katherine Johnson was 101. Remarkable woman, really cool movie. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I saw it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Fascinating. Aaron Gordon had 27 points and 10 rebounds as the Magic came back to beat the Nets 115-113 to 113 in Brooklyn. Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier each had 21 points in the win, Orlando's third in four games, and Ross talked about the importance of balanced scoring. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. You know, when we're all scoring, it really doesn't matter, you know, what they take away. We always have, you know, another option to get to. So when we're all playing it like that and the ball's going in, uh, it makes the game easier. The Magic visit Atlanta tomorrow before returning home. WFLA News Time 636. You don't have to miss anything on Good Morning Orlando. Get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. And now, Bud, our first hour continues with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Can't wait to bring Gina on. A lot of folks have been waiting here in the wake of the 1,000-point-plus drop in the Dow yesterday, Gina. Uh, good morning to you, and uh, how do those futures look? I'm almost <laughs> afraid to ask you. Much better this morning, but I'm Good. happy to say that uh, the futures are higher. We have a long way to go to make up what we lost yesterday, but right now the Dow futures are up 83 points. So we are headed in the right direction as we see some calm returning to the markets this morning. As you pointed out, the Dow lost more than 1,000 points. It was a loss of 1,031 points yesterday. All of the major indexes were down more than 3%. The Bloomberg Orlando index was down almost 4%. And we had shares of Carnival plummeting, as you might not be surprised to hear, because the coronavirus has really hit the cruise industry. And, of course, yesterday it was the coronavirus that sent all the stocks lower, as we're seeing more and more of those cases popping up outside of China, the epicenter of the outbreak. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the other uh, business and, uh, and financial aspects of this expanded outbreak of the coronavirus, uh, Gina. Well, first of all, the Trump administration is asking Congress for $2.5 billion to battle the spread of the illness. Bloomberg has learned that more than a billion dollars would go toward creating a vaccine. Other money would be used for stockpiling protective masks and for therapeutic programs. In other news, at the end of April, China will release results from clinical trials of a Gilead Sciences drug that is emerging as a frontrunner in the race to find an effective treatment. And now we've heard from both United Airlines and MasterCard saying that they will see a negative impact on their finances because of the coronavirus outbreak. Less spending in Asia for MasterCard and, of course, People aren't traveling to China, and United is the biggest provider of direct flights to China. Yeah, the impacts are widespread, just like the virus has become. Now, um, Xerox is trying to engineer a hostile takeover of Hewlett-Packard. HP, you may have heard about it. Um, HP is uh, fighting back. What's the latest on this? 
Yep, now they're returning about $16 billion to shareholders and also ramping up their cost cutting as they try to rally investors against Xerox's hostile takeover bid. HP says it has engaged Xerox, though, to talk about a potential combination on HP's terms. But for now, HP is not happy about the money that's being thrown around by Xerox, which made a $35 billion bid for HP, but HP says that undervalues the company. Should also point out that HP said yesterday that it is seeing some supply chain disruptions tied to the coronavirus outbreak that are expected to hit profits in the quarter that we're in right now. And those of you, and I don't count myself among you, who are into this fake meat craze, you're going to like this next story Gina has for us because <laughs> another restaurant is offering it, right? You're going to have to give in at some point, bud. Not yet. You're going to have to give in. <laughs> Okay, so this time it's Taco Bell. They will be adding fake meat to their menu next year. The new CEO says he's met with the plant-based burger rivals Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. Those are the two big ones. He hasn't decided yet what product will be on Taco Bell's menu. We've got McDonald's testing Beyond Meat's product in Canada. Burger King, of course, introduced the Impossible Whopper last year. And in some separate news yesterday, Cargill, which is one of the nation's oldest and biggest Biggest agribusinesses said it will start making some private label meatless patties and ground beef, so to speak, and retailers and restaurants can sell those products under their old name, uh, their own name. They're closing in on me. They're everywhere, aren't they, Gina? <laughs> they are. <laughs> fake meat. They're parades. coming after you. Yeah, they are. Hey, before you go, you mentioned McDonald's a moment ago. This time of year with St. Patty's Day out there, the tradition is the McDonald's green shamrock shake. What would you pay for a shamrock shake? They're asking you to pay a lot more, but for a good cause. Right, Gina? That's right. McDonald's has created the $100,000 Golden Shamrock Shake in honor of the Minty Green Shake's 50th anniversary. But the benefits here go to the Ronald McDonald House Charities. An 18-karat gold cup featuring emeralds and diamonds is up for auction on eBay starting today. The chain says actually that sales from the Shamrock Shake helped to start the very first Ronald McDonald House back in 1974. And they have done so, so much good work. I've been a part of uh, the Ronald McDonald uh, uh, effort here in the Central Florida area on and off for many, many years. That's a great, great story to wrap up with here today. We remain hopeful about the uh, markets today based on your analysis of the futures, and uh, we'll continue to follow it all. Gina, thank you. Catch you tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful day. You too, bud. Thanks. Coming up here, it's the Looney Left File. we got a double dose of Bernie and the wacky left-wing governor of California. Wait till you hear this. It's next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in a quick two minutes here on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Looking at headlines right now, Katherine Johnson, a mathematician who calculated rocket trajectories for NASA's early space missions, is dead. As Alan told you moments ago, she was portrayed in the 2016 hit film Hidden Figures about pioneering black female aerospace workers. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. <laughs> 
bring us into the loony left file. What's in there? Oh, not one Bernie, but two Bernies and a Gavin Newsom. Let's get started, Yaffe. Bernie on 60 Minutes Sunday as the avowed socialist showed his true colors as a communist sympathizer. Here he is talking with Anderson Cooper about communist Cuba's late dictator Fidel Castro. Very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba. But, you know, you got, it's unfair to simply say everything is bad. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? Even though Fidel Castro did it? It is a bad thing when he used the literacy level on the increase to spread his communist propaganda, for God's sakes, and hold his nation captive. The guy slaughtered his own people. He's getting ripped by Democrats from one end of this state to the other and across the country for this. And uh, Stephanie Murphy, who is the local Democrat congresswoman here from the old Micah seat here, she ripped the heck out of him and said, we can't have that. We're going to lose the state of Florida is what the Democrats are saying if Bernie keeps this up, because particularly folks in South Florida, but largely Democrats in general, don't want to hear that about the Castro regime from the standard bearer of the party in a presidential bid. So there you go. Looney left Bernie entry number two. Bernie again showing how well a 78-year-old man can dance as Anderson Cooper tries to pin him down on how much his Medicare for all government takeover of our health care system would cost. Do you have a price tag for, for all this? We do. I mean, you know, and, and uh, the, the price tag is... It will be substantially less than letting the current system go. I think it's about $30 trillion. That's just for Medicare for all. Just, just Medicare for all. Yeah. Do you have a, a price tag for all of these things? No, I don't. We try to. No, you mentioned making public colleges and universities tuition-free and canceling all student debt. That's correct. That's what I want to do. We pay for that through a modest tax on Wall Street speculation. But you say you don't know what the total price is, but you know how it's going to be paid for. How do you know it's going to be paid for if you don't know how much the price is? Well, I can't, you know, I can't rattle off to you every nickel and every dime. You know what, Yaffe? He is remembering what happened to Elizabeth Warren and her campaigns never recovered when she said, all right, you're asking me how much my Medicare for all plan is going to cost $52 trillion over time. He's not going to say a number like that because he remembers what happened to Liz, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah, he got himself in a lot of trouble. She got herself in a lot of trouble. Yeah, he's not going there, but yeah. it's outrageous. Well, not only that, but he doesn't care how much it costs. This is all about radical transformation of the economy and the government. Cost be damned. We'll do it however. Now, how loony are they on the left? I got one more entry. I'm going to make you wait for it here. Wait till you hear what the left-wing Democrat governor of the biggest state, California, is saying in his own state of the state address about dealing with the homeless problem in California, you will flat not believe it. Well, if you're one of the lefties who joins us here on that end of the 50,000 watt front porch, you probably will believe it. The rest of us, it's unbelievable. And check your Central Florida headlines for you right now. A meeting today in Brevard County could lead to a cleaner Indian River Lagoon. The county commission will discuss how to spend $55 million being raised by a half-cent sales tax. More than half that money would go toward replacing septic tanks with sewer system hookups. The goal behind these projects would be to reduce the amount of human waste that could make its way into the Indian River Lagoon. Stay tuned for updates on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play WFLA Orlando. 
back into the loony left file we go one more time. Could anybody anybody in the left be loonier than Bernie Sanders? I got to tell you, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, gives him a run for his money in the loony left file here. You've got to hear this. They have a huge problem with homelessness in the state of California, okay? People are just sleeping out on the streets in makeshift tent encampments, uh, you know, I mean, human waste. I mean, it's just a complete mess, particularly in the big cities of California. So in his State of the State address, focusing on the homeless problem, here is what Looney left California Governor Gavin Newsom says would be a great thing and this is what he wants to do, and he wants to have the Medi-Cal program pay for this. Governor, what's the plan? Doctors, doctors should be able to write prescriptions for housing the same way they do for insulin and antibiotics. Why not? The lefty wackos are loving it in the legislature. Yaffe, can you even imagine a scenario like that? You know? I mean, you're living out in a tent, you're homeless, and you get a doctor's prescription that says you need a house to cure your homelessness, and the rest of the taxpayers pay for it. What's the deductible on that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, I mean, what, what do you do? Just go to the pharmacy with the little slip and you... Has a house on it. I mean, what, how does this work? I'm not sure. Maybe go to the local home builder. I got to say it. I got a. I got a prescription here. I build me a house. Yeah. Well, it's like well, how are you going to pay for it? Don't worry. The taxpayers will handle that. So, if it's like my pharmacy, they'll ask you to wait 20 minutes, and then they'll have a house ready for you. Oh, there's a line. Well, no. Here's the thing. I'm thinking if I can just what? pharmacy shop, I could get a couple of houses. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, mm. like doctor shopping sure, and all that. Yeah. Holy smokes, my goodness, you'll have more houses than Bernie Sanders. Fill He's got three. Yep, yep. Right? Get into flipping. <laughs> Indeed, it's a <laughs> well, great idea. Do you get a certain size house? You know, certain prescriptions, you'll get a bigger dose depending on the disease. Yeah. Is it a bigger dose of a house? How much house if, do you need? <laughs> well, now, now you see, you've obviously thought more deeply about this than the governor has. <laughs> well, the more indigent you look, the bigger the house you get. Yes, yes. And look how ragged my tent is. I have pictures. You know, the longer you've been out there on the street, the bigger the house you get. Oh, I'm in. Oh, man. And let can we all get out while we still can and extricate ourselves from the loony left file? Could I get a prescription for a new Lincoln? Sure. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yes. Let me see your shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If your shoes are worn out mm -hmm. and you've, you've worn them out and you need other transportation That's beside it. your legs. Yeah. You need a new Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the taxpayers will be happy to foot the bill. Ooh, That's how that. we cure the homelessness problem out in the loony left land of Lala, California. Alan, news coming here. You're back with us this morning. What do you got? The coronavirus still spreading, and Shaq provides a laugh at Kobe's memorial. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 658 on Good Morning Orlando. 
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour no end in sight to the spread of coronavirus. More in one minute. About which the president spoke in India moments ago. We're going to turn that around for you. And we're also going to talk about Florida lawmakers and their plan to ease up on young criminals. Good idea, bad idea. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. 702 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The coronavirus continues to spread to different countries. Fox's Simon Owen has the details from London. The vast majority of cases are in China, but there's new concern about other countries. South Korea saying it intends to test more than 200,000 members of a church linked to an outbreak there, while Iran is now counting 15 deaths, more than any country apart from China. Europe's first major flare-up is in Italy, but we're now hearing of a Spanish hotel being placed in quarantine after an Italian guest tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. And as the White House prepares to ask Congress for billions of dollars in emergency funding to combat the coronavirus, a Florida congressman is asking the state to be more transparent about the infectious disease. It's hard for us to address it appropriately if we don't know exactly what the facts are. Representative Charlie Crist is requesting that the Florida Surgeon General provide information about the spread of coronavirus in Florida. I don't agree with Charlie on much, but I agree with him on the need for more information than we're getting from the state. At 7.40, Joel Garris will talk about what's happened to the markets because of the spreading coronavirus uh, health scare. And at 8.40, we'll talk about it all with Dr. Ken Kronhaus as to how this virus may unfold and what the risks might become here in the U.S. It's all ahead, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The family of a six-year-old Orlando girl hopes a new video will change state law. The video released yesterday shows six-year-old Kaya Roll crying and pleading for help. She was arrested five months ago at Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy. Roll had allegedly kicked and punched some school employees, but the officer who arrested her was fired because he didn't get a supervisor's permission first. Roll's grandmother says she hopes the video leads to a new state law that makes it illegal to arrest anyone under the age of 12. In Tallahassee, hearings into spending practices at the Coalition Against Domestic Violence will resume on Thursday. Ethics and Integrity Committee Chairman Tom Leake says board members testified yesterday they had no idea former CEO Tiffany Carr was paid $7 million in compensation over a three-year period. I don't know how you can serve on the executive committee and be the chairman of the board and, and not have an appreciation that you're providing 260, 360, 465 days of paid time off. That's hard to believe. State auditors are now going through the coalition's books. Tears were flowing at the Staples Center in Los Angeles at a public memorial for NBA legend Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the seven other people who died in that tragic helicopter crash in California about one month ago. But there was a lighthearted moment provided by Kobe's L.A. Lakers teammate Shaquille O'Neal. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe... There's no iron team. 
And Kobe said, I know, but there's an ME in that mother. So I went back and told Rick and, uh, and Big Shot Bob, I said, just get the rebound. He's not passing. On a more serious note, Hall of Famer Michael Jordan remembered Kobe Bryant as someone who gave every last ounce of himself to whatever he was doing. Yeah, and said that a part of him, Michael Jordan said, died the day Kobe died. Only Shaq could have gotten away with what he said there. Yes. I think everybody maybe needed the relief at that moment toward well, the end. You know, if you've ever been to a memorial ceremony or a funeral service, there are lighthearted moments as yeah, you right. remember the person and the things that happened during their life. Yeah, and, and you can helps. absolutely imagine uh, that conversation yes. Shaq had with Kobe <laughs> and how it went. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, he's not passing the ball. There's an M.E. in team, yes. <laughs> WFLA News Time is 7.06. A hawk snatches up a blind and deaf poodle, but the dog is found safe 28 hours later. All right. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Come on. The Hawk could have anything he wants. He's going after a blind, deaf poodle? It's yeah. just not right. No. Gee whiz, for crying out loud. That's why I'm very careful about letting my dachshunds outside, because we do have birds of prey here in Central Florida. Oh, yeah, they will swoop down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ospreys or whatever they happen to be. And, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they could eyeball those cute little dachshunds of yours and say, hmm, mm, nice lunch. snack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Alan, great to have you back here. Thanks. Um You were uh, up with your brand-new... Uh, Identical twin grandbabies in Washington who are now, you know, well enough. They were premature and all of that for, for Papa to hold them. That's right. Burke and Meyer, yeah, happy well. and healthy babies. Yeah, you came back with a smile on your face that's never left you. It's great to have you here. Thanks. Great job by Melissa in your stead. She's taking your calls this morning. Yaffe's our executive producer. Have we turned around the president talking about coronavirus as uh, just moments ago yeah. in India? Yeah, do you want to play the game? No, I don't want to do it. I uh, want to do it in a moment, though. Okay. I mean, he has Hold a news on. conference. It's oh, still wait. on. It's it. Well, yeah, but see, Yaffe's executive producer, and he's the guy who tries to keep the Bud Man on time, which this is, is a full time job, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, even assist overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when the clock says seven oh eight, I need to hit the break, not this play a trump cut. So let's do it. We'll get to the president and uh, what the lawmakers in Tallahassee are cooking up in the way of, I think, lowering the bar. For young punks in the state of Florida, we'll see what you think right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And that is what? Coming shortly, Alan? I believe in two minutes, bud. Right here on Good Morning Orlando, it's 7.08. Headlines right now, the Trump administration with the president over in India as we speak is looking to Congress for two and a half billion dollars to fight the coronavirus now spreading to a host of other countries beyond China, still being held pretty much at bay here in the U.S. More than a billion dollars of that, uh, if appropriated by Congress, would go toward developing a vaccine for the sometimes deadly respiratory illness. The White House says the money will also find fund preparedness and response systems as well as 
equipment and supplies. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So the question moments ago at a news conference in India where the president is wrapping up his uh, visit there along with First Lady Melania was, Mr. President, how concerned are you about the spread of the coronavirus, you know, about the prospect of a major outbreak here in the United States? And I think that whole situation will start working out. A lot of talent, a lot of brain power is being put behind it. Two and a half billion dollars we're putting in. I see that uh, Chuck Schumer criticized that he thought it should be more. And if I gave more, he'd say it should be less. It's automatic, you know, with these characters. They, they're not, uh, they're just not good for our country. If I gave more, he'd say it should be less. <laughs> and he's absolutely right. He's right. Yaffe, thanks for turning that around in short order. The news conference continues, right? Yeah, he's still answering questions right now, actually. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to the other topic right now. You know, I fundamentally, I'm a law and order guy. I don't like lowering the bar and cutting people who have broken the law slack, whether it's illegal aliens or whether it's hardcore criminals or whether it is young punks who've run afoul of the law here in the state of Florida. But I want to know whether you think what they're working on in Tallahassee in the Florida uh, Senate and in the Florida House, and there are bills from Republicans as well as Democrats on this that are moving through the legislative session right now. Nothing has been passed yet, but um, but this this one this one in some form maybe these are bills that would provide uh, Florida kids who've committed crimes, misdemeanors or felonies, they're minors, with a second chance to get their records clear. It would change the way the state expunges or erases juvenile criminal records, allowing more kids to enter adulthood without a criminal record because that could disqualify them from certain jobs, college scholarships, even military service. Under current law, as FloridaPolitics.com explains, if a child is referred to a post-arrest diversionary program, and these are programs designed to keep minors from entering the juvenile justice system by seeking to rehabilitate them, prevent them from committing crimes again. That's the whole idea with these diversion programs. Under current law, if a child is referred to a post-arrest diversionary program for a misdemeanor offense, they can apply to have their record automatically erased at no cost once they finish the program. There are diversion programs for nonviolent first-time felony offenses as well. Uh, in those cases, kids must wait five years until they're 21 before they can apply to have the offense erased from the record. Uh, critics of the current system say it stops juvenile offenders from leaving their past behind. Under this legislation, um, they'd be able to accelerate this process of getting their records expunged and cleared, going through these diversionary programs and get on with their lives with an absolutely clean record so that anybody takes a look at them as a prospective hire is none of this stuff that they did you know criminal offenses misdemeanors or felonies are on their records anymore so they're essentially being merciful i guess in wanting to give these these kids who've broken the law um a second chance 
or an accelerated way to get the whole thing just forgiven and erased. I, the, the, the problem I have with that, I understand what they're trying to do here, but I worry whether it's just an incentive because kids will know what's, what, what the law is and say, you know what, hey, doesn't matter what I do. If I get caught, I can get the whole thing cleared up. I mean, it's just like it never happened. And is that the wrong message to send? Yaffe, that's what worries me, that we're lowering the bar, and we shouldn't be doing that, that our, our criminal justice system ought to provide strong deterrence to law-breaking by minors and others. Yeah, it's definitely a balance because we don't want to ruin necessarily ruin their lives forever. But you make a good point. Kids are pretty smart when it comes to stuff like that. They'll know that. Oh, when I'm 18, you know, I'll just get out and get away with it. So I'm a kid, you know, I can get away with stuff. It's worth taking a shot, you know, yeah. and knocking over that convenience store or whatever. Uncle Bud, we, we all know that. That's why they put the 10-year-olds out on the street to sling drugs because they'll be back out in the street in an hour. But didn't you already have the ability to expunge your record if you paid enough money to the county once you turn 18? Or to at least make it so that they can't get into it? Because this sounds kind of redundant. Now, I realize, as the numbers go, Florida arrests a lot more kids and prosecutes a lot more children in adult courts than any other state in the country. I mean, a lot for nonviolent offenses. Well, I'm glad you raised that issue because according to the Florida Juvenile Justice Association, Melissa, a prime supporter of these bills that we just discussed, the change, if they make the change, would would make more than 21,000 Florida minors who've broken the law eligible for these juvenile diversion programs right away without waiting. That's a lot of young punks, lawbreakers. And they'll say, well, you know, they all had a hard life and everything, you know. What do you expect them to do? I expect them to follow the law by God like everybody else. You know? Am I too tough? Do we want these bills to become law in the state of Florida, or do we not? You tell me. You're a taxpayer. You walk the streets. You want it to be safe out there from young punks and others who would do you harm? What about it? Should we lower the bar? Should we give them a chance to get their records completely cleared and erased? ASAP as opposed to the traditional waiting period for that. What's best? What do you want? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, your first name in town. Welcome, standard message and data rate supply. Let's talk about it because it's happening in Tallahassee as we speak. How do you want this to go down? We'll get to it after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and that happens in two minutes here on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio, WFLA Orlando. Catching up with the Democratic presidential candidates, they're holding a debate tonight in South Carolina where Joe Biden holds a shrinking advantage over uh, Bernie Sanders right now. The latest poll shows uh, Biden at 27 percent support in South Carolina that he calls his firewall, where he once led by like 28 points. Bernie Sanders on his heels only down four at 23. Tom Steyer's next at 15 percent in South Carolina. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories for you and Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. So we're talking about these bills making their way through the legislative session in Tallahassee right now to accelerate the process by which a minor 
who's committed a misdemeanor or a nonviolent felony can go into a diversion program and have their record completely expunged, erased, like it never happened. And whether we need to cut these kids, these punks, I'm sorry, that's what they are, some slack. Sometimes, Melissa and Yaffe, we get great input from folks who call you off air and say, I don't want to go on the air for one reason or another. And such is the case during the break. Yes, I heard from someone who works in a juvenile diversion program for one of our local counties. Now, as of now, they can take a diversion program and there's about four classes to the total of $50. And then the record is you know, they don't go to jail or, or have a fine or anything further than that. The thing is that afterwards they can get that record expunged or closed, if you will, for $75 and a petition. But it's never really closed. If they go for a government job or a teaching job, um, the facilities, they have access to that. But just not your normal joke could find out that they were diverted or any of that. Yeah. Uh, Yaffe on the text line, there's a lot here. Some of it, yeah, this stuff is. is so long. It's, I don't know that we can share it all, but go ahead. Yeah, one person said, uh, basically, this is the same crap they were doing at Parkland that worked out well. Uh, You're talking about looking the other way mm -hmm. on Nicholas Cruz here and uh, and keeping it wrapped up in the school and not getting law enforcement involved, you know, when he was acting out in one really awful way or another. That was another type of diversion program. That was the promise program. And you got Mm -hmm. someone who texted us from Miami who said that... uh, this day and age, these kids do not deserve a break at all. We always had a choice. Uh, breeding, more and more violence. We can handle that. Animal cruelty laws. Authorities need to see what the crime is stemming from. Somebody else says you're missing the point. It's for nonviolent offenses. They aren't a danger to society. I don't know. We just want to let them run wild there. It mean, just, you know, just because they're, it's not an armed robbery, but they steal something from a store. What if it's a white-collar crime and they're hacking into somebody's system? And then somebody says, if you expunge a record and erase it, what about the new employer that believes he's hiring a trustworthy person? Interesting debate here. I mean, we're we're seeking a balance, Alan, I think, with these young kids. Yeah, and I think it's something you you really have to look at at a case-by-case basis. There may be some who are deserving of a less severe punishment and others who who need more punishing. Yeah, Texter brought up this really should be up to the judges to be able to make those determinations on which kids are those severe cases and which kids are not. And law enforcement under the bill would have a role in sorting them out on a case-by-case basis. I, yeah. I wanted to point that out. Now, I can tell you, I've gone through adult uh, diversion, and usually it is the defense attorney and the prosecution that decide and put it in front of the judge and give him the option of diversion. Okay, Were you so, a bad girl, Melissa? I, I'm not a real good driver. Oh, Oops. <laughs> so I've heard. Oops. <laughs> we won't Nobody's go there. By that I'm better okay. now. Hey, listen. Text messages continue to light up the line right now on uh, cutting these uh, teenage offenders slack. One texter saying, I think the kid should have more time in jail or in detention centers instead of less. Tough love is what I believe. I think we're on the same wavelength there, but I understand not everybody is. The passing of a Florida legend in the news this morning, Alan. Yeah, a famed NASA mathematician has died, bud. Katherine Johnson was relatively unknown until the movie Hidden Figures came out in 2016, telling the story of African-American women who played key roles at NASA during the space race. 
In an interview a few years ago, Johnson said her obsession with math started at an early age. I counted everything. I counted the plates when I washed dishes. I counted the steps from home to church. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine tweeted that Johnson was an American hero. Interesting, a John Glenn, when he made his uh, orbital flight, yeah. the first one, he demanded that uh, NASA check with Johnson to make sure the computer's figures were correct. <laughs> I knew how good she was. Yeah, Katherine Johnson was 101. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump's re-election campaign could rake in millions of dollars in Central Florida next month. Trump will attend an invitation-only fundraiser in Seminole County. Access to a roundtable discussion with Trump, a reception, and a photo opportunity will be available for a donation of $100,000 per couple. Whoa, little pricey. Heard or seen a Michael Bloomberg ad recently? A new survey suggests the billionaire might be getting his money's worth in the Sunshine State. Bloomberg tops the poll with 23%, with Joe Biden at 22%, and Bernie Sanders in third place at 18%. Michael Bloomberg has been running a campaign in Florida now for the past several weeks. He's been on the airwaves, and I think that's resonated with a lot of voters. Dr. Zach Bauman is director of Florida Southern College's Center for Polling and Policy Research. The Florida primary is three weeks from today. It appears a shooting in Volusia County was not the first time the suspect and victim ran into each other. Daytona Beach police say Jataj Johnson was walking his dog Sunday when Dwayne Foster approached. A couple of weeks earlier, Foster had tried selling Johnson a dog, but this time police say Foster shot Johnson in the leg after telling him to empty his pockets. Foster allegedly fired two more shots as Johnson ran for help, and a police officer he flagged down found Foster at the scene of the shooting where he was walking Johnson's dog. Aaron Gordon's three-pointer with 112 to play held up as the Magic nipped the Nets 115-113 in Brooklyn. Gordon posted 27 points and 10 rebounds to lead Orlando with Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross scoring 21 each. Ross said the key is to keep the ball moving. That was it. Just move the ball. As simple as that. That's the quote. <laughs> move the ball. As simple as that. Like, it's easy basketball. That's how they're beating us. You know, we do the same thing. We'll start winning. The Magic have won three of four and play at Atlanta tomorrow night. Elsewhere. But I hate to tell you, but when it comes to cell phones, you are getting left behind. My flip phone? Warren Buffett is joining the modern era with his new iPhone. Although Buffett is one of Apple's largest shareholders, owning just over 5.5%, he had a personal flip phone up until recently. The billionaire made the announcement yesterday, telling CNBC he still uses the smartphone as just a phone. The 89-year-old says he is barely beginning to be with it. Wow. So there, that, there's one less flip phone. on. Listen, yeah. I'm going to have the market cornered here. This thing's going to be worth a fortune. I'm hanging in there. Really? You really think so? No. Really? Because I got a box full of them in my closet. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. have them Well, maybe that plan's not going to work. Some college students in New York are proving they'll <laughs> do anything to get Chick-fil-A. The cross-country team had such a craving on Saturday, they didn't want to drive 90 minutes away, so they went to the next closest location, in an airport. They split the cost of a $98 plane ticket and the team's captain went through security. He bought nearly $230 worth of Chick-fil-A for 18 people and then carried it right out of the airport. 
Not bad for a ticket that came out to only five bucks a person. <laughs> oh, that isn't bad. Yeah. Chick-fil-A obsession. And finally, forget hail to the chief. President Trump is going with his song. Yeah, the president's been using Macho Man by the Village People on his current trip to India. That hit has been on Trump rally playlists along with this one. And this is okay with the village people. They're not going to try to stop President Trump from playing their music. The group took to Facebook after several requests from fans demanding they ban Trump from using their songs at Trump events. They said the president's use is legal and he has remained respectful by, while using their songs. Thank you very much, for goodness sakes. Trump derangement believe, syndrome. Does anyone believe Trump goes to the YMCA, though? I mean, to hang out with all the boys? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. You can get a <laughs> you know you can get a good meal. He's gay friendly. <laughs> get cleaned up, yeah. yeah find more oh, in these stories. <laughs> find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Shockwaves out of the news conference in India. I'm told Trump got into it with Trump-hating CNN White House reporter Jim Acosta. We're trying to turn that around for you here shortly, but we're bringing in Joel Garris, our go-to guy on all things related to business and finance and stocks and investing, to analyze the precipitous drop in the Dow yesterday, plunged more than 1,000 points in one session because of spreading coronavirus fears. What you need to know from Joel Garris, who is the calm voice of reason on such matters. And I think that we all could stand a little bit of calm and voice of reason. We'll have it with Joel here in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in a quick two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now on the coronavirus. Experts are sounding the alarm about the virus, warning it may be approaching pandemic levels in cases outside of mainland China. They continue to grow. As of yesterday, the number of reported cases of the respiratory illness surged past 80,000, mostly in China. The death toll reaching nearly 2,700. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. And when the markets go crazy over the events of the day, we turn to our expert on such things, the CEO of Nelson Financial Planning, uh, Joel Garris. Welcome to Good Morning Orlando. It's great to have you on this morning, Joel. Good morning, bud, as always. Well, now, okay, the Dow drops a 1,000 points. The coronavirus has been around for a while. We've recognized it could be a growing threat. Why do the markets react this way? What happened? So I think it was the summation of the stories continuing to break over the course of the weekend. What's happening economically in China, the backdrop is that the Chinese economy, major part of the global economy, but it's in fact been growing at the slowest rate in about 30 years. The trade war 
that just sort of ended wound up having an economic impact. So if you then compound this quarantine and all these businesses that are having to close their doors, ranging from Starbucks to Disney, then you wind up having a, a greater economic concern that things might continue to hurt the Chinese economy. And then that could certainly transfer over to the to the global economy. We're going to see more of this kind of thing in the markets? You know, it's interesting. I, I think in terms of historical precedent, if you look back at the SARS uh, epidemic that broke out in late 2002 and 2003, good news there is that while certainly the coronavirus spreads more quickly, it appears, the mortality rate of SARS was about 10 percent versus the mortality rate of coronavirus appears to be somewhere in the 2 percent. Obviously, that data is a moving target these days. Right. But some, some good news, bad news on, on kind of the, the, the virus itself. When you look at sort of how that SARS situation played out, you really have almost like a V dip, if you will, in, in the economy during that period of time, where as the disease is happening and as the story is breaking, you wind up having a contraction of the economy. But while you're going through that contraction, there's pent-up demand that is building. And so consequently, when the disease gets contagious or, or, or starts to decrease, then you wind up having folks release that pent-up demand. And so consequently, you see sort of the, the other side of the, the V where the economic activity sort of pops back up, if you will. So sure. I'd expect the same thing to sort of play out here. I think the Chinese government, the Chinese bank in particular, is doing whatever it can to stimulate the economy. So you've got a lot of liquidity also now in the economy that you did not have before. And, and that's usually good for helping out economic growth. Before I let you go, Joel, talking with Joel Garris, CEO of Nelson Financial Planning, about what happened in the markets yesterday. More than a thousand point drop in the Dow, biggest one day drop in two years. Um, the indications are that uh, you know today may not be like that. Um, but what do you advise your clients who get really nervous when they look at their 401ks and other investments after a day like yesterday? What do you advise people to do in the midst of this instability? Well, it's always important to maintain a long-term perspective. You should not have had all your money invested just so you could spend it all in one day. Your money is always invested to be spent over the course of the rest of your life when you get to retirement. So with that kind of perspective, that's the right perspective to have, to put yesterday in sort of light of the, the, the whole picture. The market over the course of the past 10 years has certainly been up pretty strongly. And if you haven't been an equity investor, you've missed out on a lot, that's for sure. Are you bullish in closing on the markets over the short term, the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, maybe the next year? Yeah, well, certainly the next couple of weeks to a couple of months, I think, you know, as the story continues to play out, you could certainly have some more volatility. I think when you look at the economic backdrop, it still remains pretty strong, incredibly low interest rates, incredibly low unemployment, and corporations certainly making a good amount of profit. That's really a good combination for continued overall trends of upward improvement in both the economy and the markets. Joel, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'm sure you've um, informed uh, people uh, in, in ways they of things they haven't known and, and maybe calmed a few folks down here this morning. And thank you for that service as well. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time around. 
My pleasure, as always, bud. Have a great morning. Good deal. If you need some great financial advice um, and connect with a great financial firm, I couldn't be more proud to send you to Joel over at Nelson Financial Planning. He doesn't ask for the plug when he comes on for an interview, but here it is. Nelson Financial Planning, 407-629-6477. Coming up, Rush with a morning update after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here. We're glad you're with us on News Radio WFLA Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us on the Tuesday edition of the show here at 8 o'clock as we give you our very latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the coronavirus still spreading more in one minute. The Harvey Weinstein verdict and where the Me Too movement goes from here. We're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The coronavirus has spread through Asia and now some European countries. Fox's Amy Kellogg is in Milan, Italy, where the number of coronavirus cases has increased. Europeans had been concerned about the coronavirus, yet felt relatively far from trouble till now, when the number of cases in Italy began to snowball from a handful to well into the 200s Monday. Authorities are still trying to figure out the source of the latest outbreak as they caution against panic but urge caution. Tens of thousands of Italians in the north around Milan and Venice are under lockdown. Schools, churches, and theaters are closed, with many people being told to stay at home. The Trump administration is asking Congress for $2.5 billion to deal with the coronavirus. More than $1 billion would go toward developing a vaccine. We're going to have Dr. Kronhaus on here at 840 this morning live to talk about what's happening with the coronavirus that is spreading and how concerned we should be here in the States and Florida. Coming up later in this hour, Alan. Looking forward to that, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A DeLand man is accused of being a diabolical predator. That's how Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood describes 43-year-old Jason Minton, who was arrested after allegedly raping a woman last week. Since that arrest, Chitwood says six more women have come forward with accusations against Mitten, including one who says she was 14 when Mitten sexually assaulted her. Chitwood is asking any other victims to come forward. In Tallahassee, the House Committee on Integrity and Ethics is not done looking into the spending practices at the Coalition Against Domestic Violence. You either have to believe that it was an absolute fraud or a stunning lack of diligence. Um, it's just shocking. Chairman Tom Leake spoke after a hearing yesterday and said they'll hear more testimony on Thursday. The inspector general is also looking at the books after the governor learned that the former CEO of the coalition, Tiffany Carr, was paid $7 million over a three-year period. A meeting today in Brevard County could lead to a cleaner Indian River Lagoon. The county commission will discuss how to spend $55 million being raised by a half-cent sales tax. More than half of that money would go toward replacing septic tanks with sewer system hookups. The goal behind those projects would be to reduce the amount of human waste that could make its way to the lagoon. Thousands gathered in Los Angeles for a public memorial to NBA legend Kobe Bryant. 
Christina Aguilera sang Ave Maria, and a teary-eyed Michael Jordan spoke. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. He left it all on the floor. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other people died in an horrific helicopter crash about a month ago in northern L.A. County. All were mentioned during the ceremony at the Staples Center. Michael Jordan, tears streaming down his eyes. It was unforgettable, deeply moving, but no one more so than Kobe's widow, who spoke so eloquently uh, of Kobe Bryant and, and all that he had meant to her over their marriage. Very touching from the beautiful Vanessa Bryant. WFLA News time is 8.06. A hiker in Washington State breaks his leg and crawls for eight hours to find cell service. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Before we get to a question I have in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein trial and the verdicts against him here, I um, want to play something that we have captured from the Trump news conference in um, in India where he's ripping, wrapping up his two-day trip. And uh, this is like within the last half hour as he got into it with CNN's Jim Acosta who asked the president to pledge that he would not accept foreign assistance in the upcoming election and asked about the purge in his administration of those not loyal to him. The, and Acosta also asked the president about the decision to name an acting director of national intelligence who has no experience in intelligence. And here's how it went. Do you see what CNN, your wonderful network, said? Uh, I guess they apologized in a way for, didn't they apologize for the fact that they said certain things that weren't true? Tell me, what was their apology yesterday? What did they say? Mr. President, I think our record on delivering the truth is a lot better than yours sometimes, you don't mind is, me saying. Let me tell you about your record. Your record is so bad, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You have probably I'm not ashamed record. of anything in our You probably have the worst record ashamed, in the history sir. of broadcasting. Wow. Unbelievable. You never would have heard that from that is That is worse than Sam Donaldson, Dan Rather, back in the Reagan era, back in the Nixon era. You know, and CNN... You know, backs this guy, Acosta, to the hilt. Joe Biden, with the primary in South Carolina coming right up this Saturday, and the debate tonight on CBS starting at 8 that we will be talking about tomorrow. Joe Biden with an incredible double gaffe at a fundraising dinner last night in South Carolina. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's only one Biden running for president, and that is the office you seek, right, Joe? And you're the ones that sent Barack Obama the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other by Give me a look, though, okay? Wow. It's unbelievable. But it's a sad state of affairs. He's in mental decline here. He really should pull out of the race. Somebody needs to get a hold of him and say, Joe, I'm sorry. It happens. 
but you're no longer up to the job you seek. I think a lot of Democrats would like to find another Biden, the one from maybe 25 years ago. Oh, you may be right on that score. He, however, is long gone. And so is, you know, most of most of his capacity, I think, mentally. I think it's just the reality. I can't believe that there hasn't been an intervention. I think the people in South Carolina are about to intervene and others behind them as the primary race continues to unfold. And I don't think Biden is coming back from his decline in the polls as well. In a moment, Harvey Weinstein. Of course, I support the convictions on rape and sexual assault. I wish he hadn't beaten the rap on even worse charges here, but I have some questions about where the Me Too movement goes from here, and I want to know whether or not you share a couple of my concerns that I will express uh, in a moment. First, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's 8-11 on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline for you right now, if you're just joining us, we can tell you the family of a six-year-old Orlando girl hopes a new video will change state law. The video was released yesterday, and it shows six-year-old Kaya Roll crying and pleading for help as she was arrested five months ago at Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy. Roll had allegedly kicked and punched some school employees, and the officer who arrested her was fired because he didn't get a supervisor's permission first. Roll's grandmother says she hopes the video leads to a new state law, making it illegal to arrest anyone under the state of 12, the age of 12, excuse me. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm backed up on the clock, so I want to move quickly to lay out something for your consideration, and then we'll discuss it on the backside of our next break here. Um, Harvey Weinstein um, could go to prison for the rest of his life. He's not in very good shape. He's 67 years old. I mean, he deserves to never see this side of the prison bars, in my view, for what he is convicted of doing to those women. He was convicted of rape and sexual assault. He, however was um, acquitted of the most serious charges, two counts of predatory sexual assault that would carry a prison term of up to life, okay? But there were questions about whether or not the sex was consensual with these women, you know, on the casting couch, sleeping their way to the top, you know? And if you want to get ahead, you know what Harvey wants, and you give him what he wants. I mean, absolutely, Harvey Weinstein is going to get some serious prison time, and he deserves every minute of it. And it's an important victory for the Me Too movement. There's no question about that. But here is my question. The Weinstein jury did not convict Harvey on several of these charges, as I say, because they believed that there was evidence that the sex was consensual, and they just couldn't decide on it. So moving forward, my question is this. What responsibility do women have to not hook up with powerful bosses to get ahead? And what responsibility do women have to not take advantage of the current climate in the workplace where a man can be ruined by a simple, unprovable allegation of sexual misconduct? 
And is there any concern that you have that a verdict like this, which I fully support, this guy's a monster, and other verdicts in favor of the Me Too movement, you know, and to protect women from abuse in the workplace, uh, that you can't get ahead of unless you sleep with the boss and do his bidding sexually, um, that it will unleash a torrent of, of, of women who are just out to get a male boss they don't like or who's been giving them a hard time or not promoting them or whatever, trumping up charges and in the current hair-trigger-sensitive climate, a guy's reputation can be ruined, he can be dismissed, he can lose his job uh, just over a sexual misconduct allegation. Are you concerned at all about that? I don't know whether I should be concerned about it, but I am posing the question because I just wonder what we may have unleashed here. And listen, we got to get the Harvey Weinsteins of this world, wherever they are, absolutely throw the book at them and then some. Don't misunderstand me when I raise these questions. But I submit them for your consideration, and I'd like to know what you think. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. And we'll find out here in a moment. And I'll talk with my mates here in a moment, Alan and uh, and Yaffe and the Fox as well, to see what they think after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic again in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. On the subject of the coronavirus, the Trump administration is looking to Congress for $2.5 billion to fight it. Over a billion dollars of that would go toward developing a vaccine for the deadly respiratory illness. The White House says the money will also fund preparedness and response systems, as well as equipment and supplies. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. You can count on that right here every day on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. I'm glad a disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein has been convicted of charges that'll put him away in prison for most, if not all, of the remainder of his sorry life here. Uh, it's an important victory for the Me Too movement, no doubt about it, and for the protection of women in the workplace. There's no question about that. Support it to the hilt. But I just wonder whether or not there's going to be a negative effect of this verdict and others like it, you know, that you may find women know in the current climate in the workplace that employers are super sensitive to anything in the area of sexual harassment at all with zero tolerance, no questions asked, you are out, and that some women will take advantage of that. Melissa, what about this as you contemplate the Weinstein verdict? Okay. You know, there's words, casting couch. It, it, you know what you're getting into, girls, and you've done it. You, you see, Harvey had a reputation. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that if you're going to work with Harvey. And they still put themselves in that situation knowing full well. So at that point, it becomes a third-degree felony, which basically means uh, the offender's an employer, which puts the, uh, the, the person, the girl, in a bad situation where – you know, the power, the significant power that, yeah. and so they, they, they do consent, but then you can go back on it and say, well, there was no coercion. Yeah, all right, but let me ask you, know, you moving gray. forward, what do you think? Do you, do you think there, I have any legitimate concerns here 
that women will take advantage of the current climate in the workplace in the wake of these Me Too movement verdicts. And the Weinstein one, of course, is the one we're talking about today. Honestly, I don't think there's going to be any significant change because of this. Really? Yeah. I think there's already been a change somewhat in workplace behavior. I know personally, I feel, uh, you know, in the wake of all this, um, you know, of funny about talking to a female employee and, and maybe giving her a compliment of some sort. Yeah. So, Melissa, in case you're wondering why I never compliment you, I that's know why. that's not why. Why the <laughs> insults just keep coming? But I'm saying right. in just... the Hollywood machine, nothing is going to change, yeah. okay? But, None but, of it. But how about the iHeart workplace or anywhere else? i got to tell you, you know, we have we have a, a great mix of male and female employees here. There was a time if, if, a, if a female member of our staff, um, you know, was over there and go, I was like, oh, my neck is killing me. I would walk over and give her a little massage. It's Hello, absolute HR? Lie. No, I'm... I, Joe I, Biden. I know, right? Please. No, that's not the way I am, <laughs> and you know that. the hair true. on my leg. I wouldn't go near that today. So well, you, you shouldn't are have done right. it then. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? They would welcome it and thank me for it. Oh, no. I wouldn't go near it right now. Yaffe, what about this? Do I have any well, legitimate concerns here or no? I think you do, and I think it actually even goes beyond the Me Too movement. We live in a society where making allegations, you believe the person who's making the allegation, no matter what in some situations. Yeah. It's like indicted means convicted. You exactly. Know? Yeah, and that's not the way it should be. Kavanaugh is a great example. I also worry about, you know, sometimes you have consensual relationships in the workplace where you're dating a girl for a while in the workplace. I always worry about if they break up, then the girl could be mad and want to get revenge. And yes. Don't we have fraternization rules with exception around I no in those idea. companies? I, never, I don't read that stuff. Maybe I That's should get into the company man. to the handbook. But you shouldn't poop where you eat. And this is where I eat. Huh? <laughs> Basically, saying don't she's saying don't have relationships in the workplace. Melissa has such a way with but words. I am. I'm worded. I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> Some people just lost breakfast over that. They one. did not. A no, texter they... says now, unfortunately, men are being discriminated and... against. I worry about women taking advantage of the Me Too movement victories, which I support in cases like Harvey Weinstein for sure. You know, knowing they can get rid of a guy just with an allegation of harassment. Worry about that. Maybe I'm the Lone Ranger. I don't know. You know, my neck is kind of hurting, bud. Want me to come yeah. in there and massage little, it for you? A little stiff. It's okay <laughs> if I do it, but the other way around, it's not good. I so can't help you but and I never could. I'm going to get a picture of that. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, it's a sad sight. A forlorn-looking Alan Spector looking for someone to rub his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And while he awaits that person who will uh. not be me, I can tell you that I have a texter who is uh, speaking to exactly what I was discussing and wondering whether or not others say um, this is a problem or may become one. I agree with Bud and have seen it firsthand with a few young men guilty before innocent in the workplace, mm -hmm. but the damage had already been Done. Hey, the president's coming to town, Alan. Donald Trump will attend an invitation-only fundraiser in Seminole County next month, bud. 
Our Larry Spillman reports it could bring in millions of dollars to his re-election campaign. The event will be held at the home of businessman Bob Della Russo on March 9th. Della Russo is a founder of Del Air Heating and Air Conditioning. $100,000 per couple will get you access to a roundtable discussion with a president, a reception, and a photo op. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Three weeks before the Florida primary, Michael Bloomberg leads a new survey of Florida Democrats with 23%. Joe Biden is 22%. And frontrunner Bernie Sanders, 18% in the poll by Florida Southern College. Dr. Zach Bauman, director of FEC's Center for Polling and Policy Research, says Sanders supporters want to shake things up. We asked how much the respondent wanted to disrupt the existing political or economic orders. You know, what we find among Bernie Sanders supporters is they rate a little bit higher on that metric. Bauman was surprised to find Bloomberg supporters were more committed to voting for the billionaire, while Sanders backers were a little more open to changing their minds before the primary. Bernie Sanders is facing criticism from fellow Democrats in South Florida over what he said about Fidel Castro. On CBS's 60 Minutes this weekend, Sanders said not everything about Castro was bad, citing his literacy program. Congresswoman Debbie Mercosul-Powell said that the comment was absolutely unacceptable. Congresswoman Donna Shalala said Sanders doesn't get it and is simply off base. A hospital patient is accused of going to extremes to get his nurse's attention in Volusia County. Police say John King thought the nurses were ignoring him, so he set his bed at Advent Health New Smyrna Beach on fire this weekend. As nurses were distracted by the fire, King allegedly tried to make his escape, but was stopped before he could make it to the elevator. No one was hurt, but the $4,000 bed was destroyed, and King is charged with arson. Unbelievable story. Yeah. Wow. Just push the button, man. They'll show up. (laughs) Aaron Gordon had 27 points and 10 rebounds as the Magic came back to beat the Nets 115-113 in Brooklyn. Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier each had 21 points in the win. Orlando's third in four games. And Ross talked about the importance of balanced scoring. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. You know, when we're all scoring, it really doesn't matter, you know, what they take away. We always have, you know, another option to get to. So when we're all playing it like that and the ball's going in, uh, it makes the game easier. The Magic visit Atlanta tomorrow before returning home. Elsewhere. That leaning tower in Texas is proving to be stubborn yet again. A small wrecking ball tried to knock it down yesterday with no luck, and now officials say it'll take a few more days to demolish due to crane restrictions. The tower is all that's left of a building implosion last week. It's been leaning the whole time and has become a viral sensation. What are crane restrictions? What is that? I don't know. Yeah. Did you see the wrecking ball? It is so, it's smaller than my head. I don't know what they were thinking. There's no way. <laughs> come yeah, they, on. They should have used your head, Melissa. Yes, yes they should have. <laughs> that right. would have done it. Thank you, Alan. It's hard as they come, I think they right? should just leave it now. Just leave it as a tourist attraction. Leaning Tower of Dallas. <laughs> they need, they need <laughs> to research not? what was done to construct that building to make it so uh, demolish-proof. <laughs> exactly. A, Crazy. A former U.S. Marine is proving age is just a number. Guinness World Records confirmed 62-year-old George Hood set a new male world record for longest time in the abdominal plank position. He held it for more than 8 hours and 15 minutes, 
earlier this month in Chicago. That's where you're up on your toes and your your fingertips or whatever. Your hands, yeah. Your hands suspended in that horizontal position just that, off the ground. I do that as part of my workout. I just worked up to 40 seconds at a time. I'm pulling planking. a muscle just thinking about <laughs> this it. Guy, I was about to say, yeah. This guy did eight hours and 15 minutes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's also, this guy Hood, is also a retired DEA supervisory special agent, and he broke the record back in 2011, but somebody beat him out in 2016. Guinness says he spent about 2,100 hours planking in preparation to reclaim his title. A couple of months in traction, he'll be good as new, right? Man, they I say it's good for you to do that as it's part odd. of your workout. But really? I mean, it's oh, hurt. my 21 goodness. Hours? It's, it hurts thinking about it. It's good for your core. It gets the uh, stomach mes- muscles engaged. <laughs> oh, man. And finally... Production of the seventh Mission Impossible movie is coming to a screeching halt, the latest casualty of the coronavirus. Uh Uh-oh. A three-week shoot was scheduled in Venice, Italy, but now all public gatherings there are canceled amid the coronavirus. Paramount Pictures says the crew is being allowed to return home during the hiatus. This does not include Tom Cruise. It's being reported he was not yet in Italy, where hundreds of cases of coronavirus are now being reported. Mission Impossible 7 hits theaters next summer. It's rippling through the economy in one way or another, and now it's affecting the movie business. Um, Great transition. Are we done with uh, Elsewhere, or do we have more? Well, this edition of Elsewhere will self-destruct in one second. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, there it is. Any any excuse to use the nuclear option. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. So much for my smooth, snappy, seamless transition into Dr. Ken Kronhouse on the coronavirus. But he is coming up in a moment, and you'll want to hear what he has to say. No segues till I'm done. As the virus spreads. So stay tuned on that after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines that we've been talking about this in one form or another all morning long. Experts are sounding the alarm about the coronavirus, warning that it may approach pandemic levels as cases outside of mainland China continue to grow. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning for you. And good morning, Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Perfect time to spend a couple of minutes with our health and medical expert, the one and only Dr. Ken Kronhaus from Lake Cardiology. You've been following this coronavirus and you've been keeping us up to date. What are your thoughts this morning, Doc? Well, my thoughts are that this is a very contagious illness, and uh, it's not deadly in everybody. Let's get reassured. It has about a 25 to 3% so far death rate. There's about over 80,000 worldwide cases. The death toll is close to 3,000. This is the official report, and about 53 cases confirmed in America. But I think this is underreporting. I think it's much more higher than this. Um, 
What's amazing about this is how easily it spreads. Just talk about this Diamond Princess cruise ship. You start with one case, and you put these people away for two weeks, and then there's suddenly over 690 cases, four deaths so far. So this is a bug that really spreads easily. It spreads by aerosolizing it, people breathing it in. Apparently, there's a report just this week that the virus may actually survive up to nine days on surfaces like metal, glass, or plastic. So you want to touch it. When you touch, you want to make sure you wash your hands before you put your hands on your face. And just if somebody is ill, this is where you want to use the mask to try to help uh, prevent that spread. But there are now cases reported throughout the world. And we shouldn't all, uh, you know, just fear this so much, but we just need to be careful. Hopefully, we're going to gear up in our country to get more protective gear, work on a vaccine, get treatments. We need a quicker diagnosis. We need a diagnosis at the point of sight that you see a healthcare worker and get a fast result. All of this hopefully being worked on. At this point, you know, don't get overwhelmingly concerned about it. It seems to affect worse those over 60 and those who have chronic illnesses. You want to get your own immune system up, eat well, exercise, uh, get enough sleep, just work on getting your own immune system up, and also get vaccinated for influenza and measles because those are going to be really peaking at this time. Those are three infectious diseases with the coronavirus. You don't want to get either one of those two that are preventable at this time and get your immune system working on anything else other than be ready for this coronavirus. I I think your best... Your best thing here is to get your own immune system revved up as best you can. But, you know, if you're feeling lousy and some of the symptoms of coronavirus, maybe masquerade as the flu, if you go to your family physician, will they be able to say, yep, you got coronavirus, or will they not know? Well, uh, you, you, your family doctor is not going to have the ability to... Uh, to diagnose this most likely, and that's a big problem. The ERs and the urgent care centers, some of them are up to doing it, but getting the ability to diagnose this is one of the big efforts that needs to be uh, worked on right now. And we, we just are overwhelmed with this right now. And, for, and uh, you know, we hear that the president asked for $2.5 billion with a B, and a lot of that is to get the diagnostic equipment out into the community, yeah. and this is an effort that's going on right now. Dr. Ken Kronhaus, Lake Cardiology, thank you for your latest thinking on the spread of coronavirus. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Thank you, sir. Be well. All right. Uh, In a moment, we're going to play the sound judgment game here, and we need new contestants. We need contestants who haven't won in a month. Company rules, okay? And uh, if if you want to win a great prize, um, something you want to do with your kids and grandkids, you're going to love it. It's advanced passes to see Onward, the the movie every kid and grandkid wants to see, and you'll love it as well. It's a Disney Pixar production. You're going before anybody else. If you're a winner, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, toll-free, 866-916-5400. We're squeezing it in for you. Sound judgment. Let's play the game. It's coming right up after our last check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines, a very important uh, debate for the Democrats tonight in South Carolina at 8 o'clock on CBS. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. Biden with an arrow and shrinking four-point lead over Bernie Sanders in that state that holds its primary this Saturday. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Going to wrap up on a musical note here with a sound judgment question I hope you can handle. What are we playing for, Melissa? Wait, do I got to sing the prize? No, you it's don't. It's a family four-pack of tickets. You have to not oh. sing the prize. Okay. <laughs> well, right. I don't know. That wasn't too bad, but go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, family four-pack of tickets for the advanced screening of Disney and Pixar's movie Onward. It's going to be Tuesday, next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Onward hits the theaters nationwide on that Friday. It's a story of two elf brothers ian and barley lightfoot they go on a a big adventure trying to find if there's any magic left out there so they can meet up with their deceased father a lot of good buzz on this movie if you're trying to get in oh a cell just dropped off so grab an open line at 407-916-5400 and um we recommend that toll free if you'd like it at 866-916-5400 here we go So as we wrap things up on a musical note, our sound judgment game remembers one of the Beatles, the late George Harrison. This happens to be his birthday, even though Harrison passed away nearly 20 years ago. Listen to some sound of Here Comes the Sun, written by Harrison and sung by the Beatles. Then use your sound judgment to tell me this. If George Harrison had lived, how many candles would be on his cake today? Here comes the sun. A classic from George Harrison and the Beatles. Here comes the sun. I've still got the toll free open at 866-916-5400. If George Harrison had lived and we lost him much too soon, um... How many candles would be on his cake today? Line one, do you know? 49. 49. No, he would be a little older than that. Remember, the Beatles were hot in the 60s. Line two, how old would George Harrison be today? 78. No. You're in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. So close. Can't pay off for the ballpark, though. You got to nail it. Line three, how old would George Harrison be today? 71. Nope. No. Nope, 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 nope. Line four, how old would George Harrison be today? 77. Bingo. Hey. Got a winner. Born on February 25th, 1943. He got the advanced screening tickets to Onward. Congratulations. Thanks. You excited? Oh, who doesn't love a Pixar movie? Well, there you go. All right. What's your first name, please? Dan in Orlando. Dan, thank you very much. I'll put you off air with the Fox, and we'll make it work for you, okay? Thanks. All right, don't go away. There we are. Man of few words. Yeah, and uh, George Harrison, the youngest Beatle, by the way, born in 1943. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Lennon and Starr were born in 1940, Paul McCartney, 1942. And uh, he did not get a lot of credit for being a great songwriter when he was with the Beatles, although he came up with some fantastic tunes including While My Guitar Gently Weeps and Something. And by the way, Frank Sinatra once covered something, 
And uh, when he was performing it live, he credited Lennon and McCartney mistakenly. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Music. Do appreciate that. A great three-hour ride. We'll be watching the Democrats debate. I've already got some great ideas for things we can talk about together tomorrow as we gather on the 50,000-watt front porch from 6 until 9. Now for Alan, and it's great to have him back from a few days away. Yaffe and Melissa, the Bud Man here. Thanks for your time. God bless you. Have a great day, and God bless America.